Hello, everyone. Thanks very much for watching the show. We've got fantastic guests today. We've got the philosopher and Jack Lloyd, who you may have heard of before, may have seen their art, seen their music, heard their music. But thank you both so much for being on the show today. Of course, well, let me see the music video. Thanks for having us. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. The, the, reason, the reason I wanted, wanted to have you guys on for a while, and we've had actually Jack on the show before, which okay. was fun, but I saw you guys have another music, another song, another music video campaign for it launched, which is great. This is what, like the fourth or fifth one you guys have done? Yeah, it's we've, we've had several. You yeah, know we made like yeah, we made like um well over 15 songs and um we've produced music videos for Ancap Grind, uh Mask Order, Disobey, I Did Not Consent, um Anti-State. Now this is Break the Great Reset. So this is our next yeah. iteration of uh fun music video production. So fun. Nice. But spitting the truth, getting specific, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Central bank, digital currencies, mm. vaccines. I mean, it's like real specific stuff. There is no abstractions here in our music. But uh, yeah, I'm I listened to I listened to the Break the Great Reset uh, just a little while today. Oh, oh cool! A while ago to refresh my memory, and the the lyrics are really powerful. I like it, and it's not it's not even my favorite style of music with the rap stuff. Lots of people like it. Pop. Yeah. But the lyrics are powerful and specific, like you said, and very powerful. So that I've noticed more and more. It's funny because I came to this freedom philosophy mostly through books, but I'm learning more and more as I talk to more people. A lot of them came through music. And I had never thought about that before, but it seems like part of what you guys are doing is pushing it on that front and i think that's really amazing yeah definitely huh yeah they i would say mm -hmm. buck can probably speak to that too like in the mainstream there's a number of different uh bands out there that definitely have messages uh in there that are either direct or encoded talking about what the government's doing you know that's bad or talking about human freedom um like some of your favorite rap groups my, my favorite one is dead <laughs> press's album and and specifically their album let's get free i mean it's uh they have a socialist bent but i would call them more culturally social socialist um in that they're more about okay voluntary community organizing not necessarily let's gather all the capitalists and you know burn them at the stake you know what i mean like it's different yes. <laughs> so and and that music was like hey let's talk about the public school system let's talk about what is the state the state is the police state the courts the you know they have a lot of really good uh songs and i realized like that's what helped me be more aware like not just their music but music of the genre of like hip hop and rap, which I mean, you may have seen from my my music, like I, I do have, you know, a tendency towards those genres. And it's kind of the anthems or the songs that really kept me going through my childhood and adolescence uh, into adulthood and like learning about the world, uh, learning how to be strong and to uh, analyze what's in front of you and not be afraid to call things out clearly and eloquently which specifically rap uh in its origin was about if you go back to like early rap it's really articulate and clear and there is a big focus on trying to be 
um, really uh, unique and have, you know, big words coming in that really rhyme and to flow really well at the same time as being intelligent and, and saying things. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that that's really cool that a lot of people have come through music. I realized like it's a big influence for me too. <laughs> yeah, sure. there's a there's like a deeper <laughs> emotional component that you can get with music and the rhythms can get stuck in your head and therefore yeah. the words can get stuck in your head. And so you can have a big impact. The whole vibe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but so I have changing topics though. I have a confession to make. So for a long time, I thought you were the philosopher instead of the oh, philosopher. I say right. that. I said that in the beginning. It's don't worry. I say this to everybody. I'm like, <laughs> you're American. I'm American. We learn how to speak English. So you're just <laughs> you're just pronouncing it, you know, plus I don't have like those extra characters, which would make you go, oh, what is something different is happening here? <laughs> right. <laughs> something different is happening other than English. <laughs> A misspelling of English. <laughs> I can't tell you how many comments I've gotten like throughout all these years now, like seven years of just like, hey, you're the philosopher. You don't even know how to spell philosophy. <laughs> oh. I'm like, I know. I'm like, okay, so I like the and I like philosophy. And then they're like, well, well, so anyway. So yeah, <laughs> but don't worry. Own words. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. what the was. Uh, for a long time, my knowledge of Asian cuisine was teriyaki and sushi, and that was it. So. It's normal, you know, right? Like, there's more to Mexican food than, like, tacos and burritos. True, true. There's, like, siete mares soup, which I haven't had in so long. <laughs> it sounds good, though. It sounds good. Yeah, it's like a seafood soup. Mm, nice, nice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, bless For for this are you guys planning on doing like a similar style for this new music video or are you gonna switch it up what do you think tell us Jeff. so uh for this type of music video we have a, a goal in mind we're looking to get to 10k which would you know really expand what we can do we in the past we've kind of had a balance uh between being able to allocate budget toward props and extras versus uh, cinema quality and we've just noticed that, you know, from feedback from other people, they said that they prefer that we resource toward cinema quality. And of course, it makes sense. Yeah, so, we, you know, obviously, if we can get to goal, we can afford both cinema quality and all the extra props and actors and things like that we'd like. If we don't reach goal, um, we will focus on cinema quality and fewer props and extras, that kind of thing. Um, so I would say, you know, at a minimum, we probably would shoot this something uh, in the style of you know, what we just did with anti-state, um, really focusing on environment visuals and that kind of thing. Um, but um, yeah, I, I'd say that, you know, we're going to be continuing from here on out to focus on the overall aesthetic and uh, video and editing quality over, um, you know, like what we did in Disobey, where we allocated more of the budget to having lots of extras and extra props lots, and gags and stuff like that. Lots of props and skits. Because we had to shoot it over several days. We had multiple teams yeah, we had three of extra shooting days. Uh, that was the longest one. Yeah, it was pretty long. So he had yeah. uh, several uh, rounds of different uh, extra uh, sets. So, we, you know, we had different groups of people for different days and different you know scenes and stuff like that. And that's a big orchestration and big risk, too, because you have to deal with the weather and, you know, someone gets sick or someone doesn't show up. So there's, there's a lot that goes into it. So, um, you so know, many props. Yeah. Little bats, props <laughs> setups. Like that was fun, though. I liked yeah, all of the different stuff that was happening. 
but I can also see the advantage of having it more polished and professional. So one's yeah. clippable. So we're going to really lean clippable. in on that direction, and and that's what we're going to continue from here now is is uh, cinema quality first, and then if we you know we hit goal and make it budget, then we'll be happy to get in more people to to partake in it and to get um, more and more props and gags in in the shot. So yeah, but priority and the guarantee is that it will be cinema quality. So that's the focus for sure. So yeah. Great. So this is where you are now, but I've got to ask, we got to go back. How did you guys get started with all of the freedom philosophy and freedom movement? Oh, well, we each have our own stories. Uh, Here, I'll I'll start and and then and then Jack can go. Um, (laughs) So for me, I started uh, around actually like the same, like a little after meeting Jack. And I saw what he was doing with Anarchy Ball and he had the Voluntarius comic series, which what I guess you could say drew me to him in the first place. I was like, oh, wow, you got the memes. Oh, cool. The comics. Wow, you must be really passionate about this stuff. (laughs) So, you know, we got to talking and sure enough. um, So I got inspired uh, to just through conversations and just having followed my own like content creators uh, in the past, um, especially Stefan Molyneux, who's a really big influence for me. I know he's a very controversial figure, um, <laughs> but at least in my origins, he really was like, I can say a, a big contributor of my founding philosophy of, I mean, and he was just that somebody who taught me how to really value philosophy and think of it in a way beyond just what I thought in school, which was, okay, it's just some guy who sits on a rock all day and he just thinks. <laughs> just thinking and talking. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had this really simplistic view and I was like, oh no, in specificity, a philosopher now in my mind is someone who really values truth above, above falsehood, no matter what, you know, and you're not tied to conclusions and what you want the truth to be. You're really dedicated to what and, and studying what the truth is you know, as close as you, as you can. Good way to think and, about it. Yeah. So he, he was my beginning and um, I first kind of got into it though, like Stefan stuff as uh, just more into the psychology aspect of like relationships, uh, especially personal relationships at home. That's what I was going through and just trying to figure out all these different things in my life. Um, and so that was like way back in 2012. Uh, and I didn't actually come out and start the philosopher until 2016, uh, 2015, late 2015. Uh, but really in 2016 is when I started making videos. So I had all that time to really think about this and, you know, apply it in my own life and figure it out. Um, and not that I figured it all out. I've definitely been figuring still more and it's almost like a wonder of like, wow, so many more things to grow and learn. I guess it never stops, but comparing to where I was and when I first, you know, met Stefan, it, you know, it's worlds different. Um, how my life changed when I just chose to pursue philosophy, no matter what. And, and just like, you know, trying to be as specific and real as possible about my current state of whatever life and the world and um, just really try to think of like, you know, what, what can I do to change it and make it better? And so because it changed my life so much, that's why I started the philosopher. Um, And I chose pho because like, 
it it really is like such a big part of my life. Like it's it's tied to so many memories of my parents. Like my mom and my dad both know how to make pho really well. <laughs> and uh, you know, I remember their soft Vietnamese voices <laughs> calling me nice names like baby <laughs> or whatever, you know, because I'm a little kid <laughs> at the time. Or my name in and like, you know, like M, whatever. And <laughs> and I like yeah. And it's just like, okay, I just want to, you know, what do I want to do with the philosopher? Well, I want to spread the things that helped me in my life, which was like, my parents really showed me love. They made delicious food and it wasn't just the food, but it was specifically that, you know, they really loved on their kids and my siblings and I, and also with philosophy, it's really what helped me like, uh, bring light and and bring more happiness into my life and my family's lives. Um, it's like because definitely growing up wasn't perfect, you know, as I'm I've alluded to definitely and talked about specifically, but um, it's more just like being able to actually come together and connect again. And the way you do that is in truth. You you have to be able to connect on the truth because otherwise, I mean, if you're connecting over lies, eventually those lies will crumble, right? Or or, or falsehoods or mysticisms. There's something that's gonna happen that's gonna like disprove it, you know, if it's really mm -hmm. not true. Um, so you know, being able to to really connect in that has been really great for my family and has led to so much healing. Uh, so that's what I just I really am just trying to bring to the world is is philosophy, healing, and yeah, I want to end the state. I just want to end the Fed and the income taxes. I'm just done. Nice. I'm just so done with coercion. And I yeah, you know, there. I'm I'm a voluntarist because the whole point of it is uh, to have that empathy for each other as individual human beings and to respect each other's body and property rights. Like that's it, that's you know. So and true. if there's violations that's thereof, that's how we we need to figure that out. Those conflicts and address it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes with force, if if needed, but you know. No, retaliatory. But I understand. Yeah. I love that the, yeah, that's the philosopher, is. it's not just a, a play on words, which is what I thought mm -hmm. at first, but that it it takes two really important elements of your life and brings them together. I love that. <laughs> and I love, <clears throat> for whatever reason, uh, ladies seem to be very underrepresented in libertarian, voluntarist, and anarchist circles. So Thank you for stepping up in that regard. My wife says to say hi, by the way, she's a big fan. So. Oh, you can tell her I'm here. I am standing up for the <laughs> women race. You know, <laughs> we got, we got to stop the patriarchy. You, you just see all these, <laughs> like, the, the head of the nuclear. I'm like, I'm like, this is a dude. <laughs> this is not women. Anyway. And yet there's Jack lady. sitting over there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So how did Jack become, become yeah. Jack Floyd? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want me to repeat it, I mean, I know I mentioned this on your last well, show. But you said that you, you were first. So like you, you were the voluntarist and then she met you. So yeah, I, exactly. I have a longer history. Anarchy I go ball back as well. Way, yeah. Way the further, balls. even before that, because I um, started to go down my path in like 2005. So I started to like, you know, wake up to what was going on with the government through my history class, learning about the American eugenics movement. And then I started to, uh, you know, kind of revisit everything that I had known in the past and start to, you know, dive deep into like what wasn't covered in high school. And then that naturally developed, you know, over 2006, 2007, 2008 um, toward me leaving uh, my past being a neoconservative and becoming libertarian. 
and uh, you know getting involved you could say with uh, college libertarians when i was you know an undergrad and then uh, you know i kept on further researching and you know looking at all different types of uh, literature from you know lysander spooner to mark stevens um and i started to realize that you know goods and services can't be provided ethically at the barrel of a gun and that and that led to me like becoming a full on voluntarist like you know thoughtfully not just you know in name but like like really understanding it um oh she got my book i guess <laughs> leading up to 2010 so um Wait, that's a book you wrote yeah, yeah. So, oh this is yeah this is my book the nice. Def definitive guide to libertarian nice. Definitive guide. nice i only knew about the uh the comic strips the comic oh yeah strips no. books. yeah so i have a non-fiction book and i have a second one that i just um finished the draft for actually I have third but I just switched the order around because I think this next one's pretty important. So I have uh, another book that'll be coming out maybe this year or at the beginning of next year, but it, it seems to be moving really fast. So, um, but this book is the principles of libertarian voluntarism kind of unifies the philosophy. And so um, I don't, some people will like, just like kind of pull quote other people and like just regurgitate, but mine's not mine's original authorship um, summarizing things and even adding on to the philosophy and justifying it um, in a, uh, you guys could say logically and empathetic way that makes it difficult for people to like kind of reject. So I make it, you know, simple and accessible and it's been very popular, um, you know, sold, you know, near a thousand copies uh, of it so far. Um, in the year first year release that was pretty cool um and the, the reviews for it on amazon are very high like 4.9 stars with almost 70 reviews um because it's it's just makes it so easy for anybody to get and to like re and then to further you know dive in i have references you know for further reading for any section that someone wants to go deeper on but it's been a very popular uh for that reason so yeah i can attest to the reconceptualizing i like how you re Re, you know, you add your own philosophy and way of describing uh, mm -hmm. libertarian voluntarism, and I haven't really seen it like brought together in that way, libertarianism and voluntarism, mm -hmm. because most people, uh, especially me, like I just go, they're like, oh, what are you? I'm like, oh, you, you I don't know, whatever, libertarian, <laughs> voluntarians, individualist, and cap, whatever you want. Yeah, like, so many ists. Exactly. It's straight. But I really like how he's like he starts with the definition of terms. And focusing on, okay, libertarianism as a property rights sort of focus, um, and then voluntarism as a consent-based focus. And then you, when you bring that together, you have this nice, you know, bridge called, you could say, libertarian voluntarism. Now, mm. it's really long. Mm. I just like to say ANCAPs. Yeah, but, that, that encompasses everything. Right? <laughs> ANCAP my grind, value on my mind. I'm like, right? Isn't that it? Right. Yeah. Is to focus on different aspects of it yeah. with different uh, different oh, definitions. I, I appreciate but, the scholarliness too, for sure, because it you know some people really do wonder, and it is good to be very clear in your definitions. And so I really do like that. Um, so for anyone like really wanting to understand what we're talking about, uh, it really lays it all out there, like really focusing on what is consent and what does that mean, and what are property rights. And, and how does that now apply to what we call this thing society and how we come together and, and build things and interact? I love it. Yeah. So we got you guys going from the music <laughs> angle and the intellectual angle with the book. And I've also got the story angle with the voluntarist comics. I don't work too hard on the other things, by the way, because I'm still waiting for the end of the arc. 
of the voluntarist <laughs> origins. I've yeah, got, uh, um, on my shelf there, all the other. Oh, right. that's awesome. Yeah, that, that um, we're well. So the the comics for that, that is the sixth issue, the end of that, have all been printed. I've shipped out um for this uh, Origin Six campaign everything up through the just before the, the people who get the signed copies because i was waiting for um still one more art piece um that will go with some of those things and then actually we're uh we just finished the colors to the origins one remaster and i'm working the letters on those right now working on origins two remaster so everything's going you know perfectly according to schedule everything's going great um and then the digital i think um was sent out to all backers of that close and right now the Origin 6 currently is only up if you for purchase on a digital Kindle. Mm-hmm. Eventually the print will be out too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun to close out this arc of the comic series and um do the remaster. Yeah. That was the biggest thing was that because my first two issues were done with a different company that went defunct, I was like, okay, great, I gotta bring these comics into alignment with everything else. And there was also some like lettering, like spacing issues and stuff like that. So I've been doing the lettering myself and the artwork now is all uniform and it looks like stellar. Like I'm so impressed with this. And this is what I was hoping. The lettering is different. different. Right. It's It's going to read differently too. Right. And I made some updates and stuff like that, a little bit to the language and made it better. So, you know, voluntarist is going to be that whole arc um, is going to be in a trade paperback compendium. In addition to the single issues that'll run like 180, 190 pages. (laughs) And that's the thing that I'm going to be. I can't wait to hold it. Me too. I'm going to be putting uh, hopefully into stores because that now I'm finally, you know, proud of now that everything is going to be uniform and and perfect. And that will be like the flagship title um, with with hopefully uh, this fall, maybe Christmas arena, if if necessary, um, starting the next campaign. So once fulfillment's done with this past campaign, everything's wrapped because there's just so much to do. I mean, it's like it's the equivalent of doing four campaigns with the with the That's remasters true. and the expansions. Right. It's it's mm-hmm. huge. It's the biggest thing I've ever done because it was very it's a high, it was the highest fun and voluntarist of all time, uh, most successful of all time. So there's a lot of work to do. It's, <laughs> so. it's a unique medium. The shipping is different as well because now it's not a, a one flat comic. It's a trade uh, paperback. So we're gonna. Mm-hmm. Right for that, I had to, to go get out. some special, yeah. uh, I guess you could say, cardboard uh, magazine mailers, and things, like different things that I have to do because right. what I'm going to ship out bigger. with these bigger ones, they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, naturally need a little bit more space and protection because it's so thick. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, lots, lots of different updates and changes. But um, are you everything saying things are scarce? And everything looks amazing. So it's I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> are you saying things are scarce in time and space? What? Yeah, we that. can't just have infinite comics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, digitally, almost. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> someone's still got to make them. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, I got the digital one, but I haven't. He jokes in there. I missed the the fifth one. Um, oh, the fifth one. Yeah. The fifth one. So I'm waiting until I get all of the oh, physical cool. ones so I can just read them right through. Well, that should be uh, on that note, too. So um, technically, like those are available for sale on any platter right now. But uh, with this uh, last campaign, we also are doing remasters of the covers. So um, the issue three, four and five are going to get brand new covers with the remasters that I did. So there'll be, you know, a a new edition, you could say, uh, that comes out with these updated interiors and the covers redone with a, a different um, artist that's like really high quality. So, and I've been working those, they're, they're super cool. So basically by the time I'm done with this, Voluntarius is going to have like a whole new high level, uh, you know, complete package aesthetic um, start to finish, you know, first through six origins issues. And of course the trade paperback being offered too for those who want, you know, 
all in one. So it's right. It's gonna be like me. I, what you yeah. did there, I want that all. Yeah. Well, oh, you get it. I'll it's give you one. I'm gonna shake it like that. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. <laughs> I think I think I backed at the the level of getting all six remastered. So. Ah. Right, so that would be one to still wait yeah. on because yeah, we had because oh, oh. uh, yeah, yeah, I got to finish that up. Um, and then order each. Okay, uh, it, yeah, yeah. it it just yeah, it, it when you see it, you'll you'll be like, oh okay, that was that was worth doing because it it is a, a whole new level of quality and aesthetic between me doing the lettering directly and um you know basically having the continuity of the same primary artist and colorist throughout, and I think um it's, and it's gonna really uh, be like oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what happens next. Like you're gonna to get to that. And like okay, I need to know what happens in the next arc now. Like yes. it's that so, level. Yeah. Are you saying it ends on a cliffhanger though? So I mean, it definitely because uh, the voluntarist uh, story um, is technically unlimited. So while there's certainly closures to arcs or possibly characters that may or may not come to an end in the in the future. Um, I've written the universe so in such funny. a way that there is literally an unlimited, you could say, progression in time of things to do with it. Um, and I'm not talking about, you know, with other series like, well, we'll just have a multiverse. No it's nonsense. I, I, I do the there's Eric July thing. There's a canon story. No, there's a canon story. And it's just that, that you can follow. There's that many characters for side arcs. Yeah. And I have a very specific thing. Uh, I guess you could say a trope and end goal with the series that not only talks about the nature of what is, but also what is to come. And that's where this voluntarist comic universe really gets interesting, interesting, especially if you are passionate about that's liberty. That's the ultimate philosopher. Kinda, Whoa. Uh, not just what is the future. What if, but what is to yeah. come. Right, exactly. is that not the ultimate philosopher where that's the next comic guys. That cool. uh, speaking of the philosopher i wondered is the the anime style character the philosopher going to make an appearance eventually in the voluntary uh, universe i don't know it's up to the writer over here <laughs> there's a few asian characters like uh like volin cap and uh a lot of opportunities for your asia but um yeah th there, there's you know there might be you could say some crossover this or that there's the Easter egg. She, I mean, for those who pay close attention and issue, look at every pixel uh, with your eyeballs. Scan it. Right. In issue two, there is there is a little cameo of her in the background on a shop, and I do that a lot. I I, I put in tons of different future news Easter eggs cameo stuff. Yeah. If you pay close attention to certain things, that like there's a lot of symbolism and coded language that, and that, and that's a part of what I do with my series is that I, I always want it to be something that makes you go what's fake what's real what actually if i go google this right now is going to like lead me on a crazy rabbit trail you know what i mean it, I, I want people to actually think deeply about what's going on and compare it to reality and for them to say okay wait is is this like a comic book or is this like you know <laughs> An a prophetic book of the future like yeah. what is this like that's what i want is this I love it when there, right i love it when there are multiple levels like that you can just read it as a fun story but you can also look deeper and see mm -hmm. layers beneath it that's really cool yeah, yeah sometimes you use real terms like you put oh, yeah you put mk there's a there's a panel that i that you could actually look up mm -hmm. um i forgot which origins issue it right. is oh I you just wrote it. Yeah. 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 You wrote it. <laughs> yeah, I would write. Yeah, and, 
but like there's this panel where it's like puzzle pieces and it's talking about i can't get too into detail someone's backstory i don't want to give spoilers (laughs) whatever um i was trying to spare somebody no this it's unique you'd still want to see it even if you say a couple things of it it's it's too big okay max backstory so Um, he's just talking about like all the things he learned and then he has like these puzzle pieces and the art's really pretty and it has like uh over the different puzzle pieces like mk ultra but also like other things so you could literally look up it's like i don't know 20 different puzzle pieces on that page but you could see like each of those like okay is this fiction like just created by the (laughs) author just made up or is there something like this is actually referencing in real life like oh no you know like you could say um the Manhattan Project, right? Someone might not know about that particularly, how expensive that was, like how ridiculous, you know, how much taxation that was, you know, a result of. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, it. I, I really like how you drop those different Easter eggs and uh, really focus on history too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So <clears throat> we talked about the music, talked about the books. What else is in the future? Um. Some things we cannot say. Thou shalt not say. But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Top secret. But we have more music coming <laughs> coming up. Uh, we got a lot of events going on this year. Um, this year, especially like in terms of like what's really top of mind for me is just going to these different events. So the 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 um well now four. I just got like I just yeah, got an email about going, going on. shooting in some comedy. Uh, <laughs> like a stand-up comedy event that's the one i just thought of i was thinking three and i'm like that's the one i'm like no four now that was a recent development so let's go in order so the first one um we have uh, a ron paul like meetup event coming up uh in florida here and we're going to be tabling for the libertarian party mises caucus um we'll be there we'll have our books as well and if you have your comics you know we'll have some of our own merch um, but yeah, we're there to just network and it's supposed to be like, Ron Paul is not going to be there, unfortunately, but it's like a celebration of the people who were really involved in the Ron Paul, like, uh, you know, 08, 012, like not 012, uh, well, kind of 2012 <laughs> golden days, you could say of, of like, you know, passion about liberty in the mainstream media and like having all this awesome, like mainstream media clips of liberty, <laughs> you know, being talked about. Um, so that's going to be exciting to uh, go to. And then uh, the next event we have is, I guess you're you're pasting links here, but um, the next event we have is in Washington. So anyone in the Pacific Northwest or near that area, like Idaho, Vegas, Oregon, Washington State, Canada, California, California. Um, yeah, all those Utah, all those states, like if you're around Washington state, we're going to be, um, in, what is this Woodenville or is that Um, the city? Yeah, I think so. Which is like near, you know, Seattle, but not in the heart of Seattle. So don't worry. It's not in the heart of Seattle. It's like, you know, suburbia. it's very beautiful there. And (laughs) yeah, so we're going to actually be, uh, headlining and there's some events, um, especially that first night we're going to be doing the mixer. So you could just come hang out with us that Friday night. Um, We're also going to be there that Saturday and Sunday too uh, for the different things. Um, So yeah, just check that out. That's in Washington and that's also in March. So both Ron Paul and this event's in March. 
And then after that, we have a few months until the uh, Pork Fest. So Pork Fest is having their 20th year anniversary. Um, and it, it's pretty exciting. I actually just finished watching. I mean, maybe it's still ongoing. Okay, never mind. Still ongoing. This docu-series uh, that Boston NBC has put out called Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of New Hampshire. And it's covering uh, the New Hampshireites and the whole movement of like trying to the Free State Project and everything. So I've never been to Pork Fest. I'm really excited to go and be there. Uh, we're not uh, headlining or anything specific, you know, to our knowledge or anything like that. It's we're there for that whole week and we're excited to just enjoy ourselves and, and meet everybody, see what the Pork Fest is all about and this whole community. Um, so, yeah, that's coming up. And uh I think that's in summer sometime june july june okay june yeah so that's june and then lastly we have our own uh events i call them the events and <laughs> we have our third one we've had two so far and our third one ever is going to be with lou perez so anyone who knows lou perez uh he had made skits with we the internet tv and produced those skits he still makes skits now and he has a podcast and he's still a comedian and he's really funny he's really libertarian really cool and so we're gonna be shooting with lou and we're gonna try not to shoot him that's why it's called don't shoot lou and <laughs> he's gonna be giving a little premiere comedy show at a place that he's probably not used to because you know at a comedy club it's very different vibe than like let's go to a gun range <laughs> so we're gonna also have a shooting event there's three different um kind of things that you can choose to do you can do they're separately ticketed so you don't have to go to all you could just pick and choose what you want to do and that's also in florida um so yeah we we shared the links there and uh yeah that will be in september so we got four events coming up this year, two in March, one in June, and our fourth one in September. So we've got a lot of things spread out through the year and opportunities for us to connect, years. and I guess Pacific Northwest and the, the Southeast. Right. We're kind of two hot areas there. Plus hopefully. working on the music <laughs> video, plus yeah. the, um, oh, we and have a secret, we have a secret uh, book series, another book series uh, in secret production. That'll be yeah, announced later, possibly this year. Um, my other book, yeah, the, the of course, Voluntarist later this mm -hmm. year. And we, we'll probably record some more songs. Yeah. I don't know if we'll do another music video just with how busy we are. But if for some reason but it definitely makes sense today, we'll do music. it. But yeah. definitely record a couple more songs possibly throughout the year. So, yeah, yeah we got a very year. full year of production. It and sounds event. like it. Get yeah. ready for a busy, uh, crazy presidential year next year. I know uh, all the uh, public cracks are uh, getting ready. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, political nuts next year. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, with, all so the busy stuff you, <laughs> with all the busy stuff you have going on, I want to thank you so much for taking some time to come on the show thank and talk about it all. Thank you so course, much. It's been a pleasure. It. it was really fun. You're welcome. I'm going to get those links. We'll put them in the description for this video so people can look you up everywhere and get involved <laughs> wow. with all the great stuff you guys are doing. So, Thanks again, so much, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for watching this video. If you like what we do here, please like, share, subscribe, comment, and go over to our website where you can offer donations, request help, help us help people who are in need voluntarily. And we'll see you next time.